This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 236, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, we have a guest. Yes, that's right. We have Halima from Blackboard English. And if you are a true rock and roller, you will know that Halima has been on the podcast before. She was on episode 137. So almost exactly 100 episodes ago, 99 episodes ago. Anyway, Halima has a wonderful life story. So I fully suggest you go back and listen to that episode 137, where she goes into a bit more detail about that. She also has a thriving community online. So thriving, we could describe as growing, booming, fantastic, let's say. So you can find her on Facebook and Instagram if you look for Blackboard English. And she also has an academy called the Female Language Academy, which again is a thriving community. You can go and have a look on her website, which is blackboardenglish.com. All of the links will be in the show notes. But Halima lives in London. Okay, now I get a lot of questions about London from students. What's London like? Blah, blah, blah. I lived there for a couple of years. I'm actually in my home city at the moment, which is very near to London as well. So I thought we would do an episode about London and talk about some of the home truths, let's say, of London. There's a lovely term, home truth. It's kind of like a fact which is true, but sometimes not great. Sometimes maybe a bit unpleasant. Sometimes people don't tell you these home truths because they're not nice things to say. So people just avoid it. So we talk about some of the home truths and also some of the good stuff. So here is the episode. Um, I forgot to highlight the rock and roll vocabulary during the episode. Sometimes, especially when I have a guest, I just kind of forget. I get lost in the conversation and forget. But I've picked out some pieces of R&R vocabulary from the conversation and we'll go through them with you at the end. So here is the conversation. Happy listening. So hello, Halima, and welcome back again to Rock and Roll English. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, you've been once, is it once or twice you've been on? Just the once, I think three years ago. Right. Okay. I thought if it was the third time, um, maybe <laughs> I would give you like a memento or something like that. But oh. so the the second, okay, next time I'll, I'll, I don't know, give you like a rock and roll English <laughs> mug or something. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> so. I didn't know that existed. Do you guys have mugs? Not really. No. In oh, fact, okay. I'd have to make one for you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> maybe that will be the start of the rock and roll English mug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, Halima, so um, last time I think we just spoke about languages in general, but this time I thought we'd speak about something um, a bit more specific because you live in one of the world's biggest cities, I'd imagine. I I Mm -hmm. haven't done enough research, but I'd imagine London is one of the biggest cities in the world. I lived in London for a couple of years and I often get questions from students about London. So I thought we could just have a chat about London okay okay I'm ready um some of the 
stranger things maybe let's say so the first thing i've got on my list i always do five minutes research for a podcast um is it says you will never visit the tourist attractions when you if you live in london uh-huh. um, is this the case for you do you know what that I, that is so true because um yeah. you i think it's true for everyone in the world when you live in the city where everybody wants to visit, you never actually go to the place where everybody else around the world wants to visit. I'll give you an example. When I was living in Egypt, most of the people from Egypt had never visited the pyramids, which yeah. I thought, yeah, that's super interesting. And it made me feel a little bit better about, for, for... yeah, not visiting so many uh, places in central London and all around um, the UK that most tourists would absolutely love to visit. I'm I'm exactly the same as you. Um, and strangely enough, I've visited, I would say, nearly every tourist attraction in Italy. But yeah, yeah in England, like um, I think I, I only actually went to the British Museum about mm-hmm. three years ago because all of my students kept saying, when I went to London, I went to the British Museum. <laughs> and I I was always like, yeah, yeah, it's great. But really thinking, I've never been there. I've got no idea <laughs> what it's like. And there are still so many places. I've actually written some down. So places I've never been to, the National Gallery, okay. Royal Albert Hall, the Tower of London, mm-hmm. um, the Natural History Museum. We went there for a school trip. Yeah. Um, so I l- <laughs> luckily covered that one, but, um, but n- now actually when I go back to England, let's say non COVID times, um, I actually, so if I meet my friends in London, which is quite a common thing, I, I will often say now, like, let's meet at Covent Garden just so I can just go and see some touristy places. And then they all say, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> there's no way I want to go <laughs> to covent garden is that the same for you if someone says to you like let's meet at yes covent garden? so that's what i was going to say when i um i recently came back to the uk about three years ago mm-hmm. before that i had never been to any place that the school like my school didn't take me to but <laughs> ever since i've come back i've always tried to um, make an excuse to meet just like you like in different areas of london and i've actually gone to quite a few like touristic places just because I'm like oh my god like it I'm in the same situation as you where students are like oh it's you're so lucky to be in like in like the place that I want to visit and I'm like oh god like (laughs) you know I've never been been (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a great place that I've never been there either even though it's about like 20 minutes on the train Um, (laughs) but you must have passed the 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 different places though right like Sometimes it's hard not to pass them at least. Yeah, of course. Um, But at the same time, like when, so my time in London, like when you're in central London, there are so Mm. many big like buildings. And sometimes you just kind of think like, huh, another big building. (laughs) It's probably like, that's probably like the Royal Albert Hall or something like that. And I was just like, oh, well, yeah, that's, I'll just keep listening to, to the music on like my headphones kind of thing yeah um yeah i look back at that time and think like wow what was i doing 
But yeah, and the other strange thing is a lot of these places, especially museums, are actually free to go yeah, to, aren't they? So it's they not are. you you haven't even got the excuse of <laughs> it's too expensive because it's actually free and you think, well, what, why have I never been there? Yeah. Um, and it's I think what the so the reason why we're underwhelmed by these places, I think, is because we um we tend to kind of just take it for granted. Absolutely. So the minute yeah. someone says oh, they're going to take down Trafalgar Square and they're no longer going <laughs> to have it available. Yeah. You're like, you're going to start thinking, <laughs> when do I need to go? Yeah, and like, <laughs> uh, that's terrible. Trafalgar Square that I've literally never been to. You've never uh, been to, oh, Trafalgar no, Square I, is I literally have. the, oh, you have. Okay. I have, but um, <laughs> I, was gonna I mean, say. literally just like passing by. I mean, I haven't, you know, I mean, you go there. I mean, there's not not a lot to do. Uh, <laughs> sort of, I don't know. Have a little walk around and then go. So it's not it's not a place that I go often. Um, but but I, yeah, Trafalgar Square is one at least that um, that I have been to. But it's um, like it's not like you were like oh let's plan the day and go to Trafalgar Square. No, you're moving from one si- like one street to the next, and you're like oh. That's Trafalgar Square, right? That's yeah. what happened to me. Oh, De- look at all the pigeons. Like, <laughs> I, I, th- I think what actually happened, which was a classic, happened to me many times of thinking like, you know what? I don't want to get the tube because I don't like spending all of my time underground. So I'm going to get the bus. And then I would get the wrong bus and then start thinking, oh, shit, where am I? And whilst on the wrong bus, like past Trafalgar Square, they ah. Oh, there's Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Um, that that kind of thing happened, happened to me. Yeah, yeah, that's happened to me. Um, it's like, I always get lost. Now I, I understand the underground a little bit better, but mm. definitely getting lost has um, ended up <laughs> me visiting all these different um, touristic places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was always quite comfortable with the underground because I think it's quite a good, good map and everything. It's all quite well signposted, but... It like led to me not knowing any streets in London, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as soon as you walk off like one of the main streets, I would immediately think, right, now I need to get the tube to go like one stop. Mm-hmm. When in reality, often that one stop in central London is about, you know, like a five maximum 10 minute walk. Yep. Very close but, to each other. But you yep. kind of think, well, well, I need to take the tube. That's certainly what I used to do. Um, so another point I've got here, it says um, friends who live the opposite side of London may as well be in Australia. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you know what? I agree with that because it's it, it literally takes me an hour to mm. reach like the other side of London, sometimes two hours, depending on where I'm going. Um, and usually I'm always the one that like takes the tube and... At the beginning, I was so enthusiastic because I was almost like a tourist coming back, right? So when Mm. you haven't lived in London for so long, you hear lots of people saying, oh, you're so lucky to to be from London, blah, blah, blah. So you have a newfound kind of excitement when you come back. And I'm sure you're probably going to be the same when you do return back to London after not being here for such a long time. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it does, like, I always used to volunteer to come all the way to wherever they are. And now slowly, I'm like, no, we're going to meet in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, This is something I don't think people fully appreciate, that if you live in London, even if you live in like, I mean, unless you're really rich, 
like no one lives in zone one do they like oh, no. unless no. you're like you know like prince william like no no one lives <laughs> in zone zone one um uh, so for example when i was living in london i was renting an apartment in zone two for example so mm. you know like very close to central london but even to get anywhere like you're looking at like 30 40 minutes by the time you walk from your yeah. house to the tubes station which like i don't know 10 minutes like you get on the tube if you have to change like to go anywhere is like 30 40 minutes which is just standard for people in london in fact i i've got a statistic where it says the average commute so the like um journey to work is 74 minutes um for a londoner so you live in london and it takes you 74 minutes so one hour and 14 minutes and that's totally normal whilst anywhere else so for example here where i live in sicily i moved out of the city and it takes me like to go to my job it took me like 30 minutes to get to work and everyone was like oh my god that's so long but because obviously like i've still got the mentality of like from like living and working in london i was like that's not long at all like Mm -hmm. 30 minutes yeah is is quite good if you if you talk to anyone in london and say it takes me 30 minutes to get to work they will say oh that's great yeah the other day i um I, I joined this gym and um, I found out it's 30 minutes from my house. Mm. And I was so happy. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> exactly. that is so close to my house. Because um, I imagined it to be at least an hour uh, yeah. from where I live. But when something is 30 minutes, you're like, oh my God, you've just hit the jack jackpot because <laughs> you're so close to the house. It's never less than that. <laughs> like, I think yeah. that's an anomaly having, um, being able to travel for 30 minutes. Um it's and and that statistic is absolutely correct because wherever I go around London, it always takes an hour and a bit. Yeah, exactly. I love that expression as well. An hour and a bit. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a perfect way to describe <laughs> seventy-four minutes. An hour and a bit. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. And it, it it does get tiring as well. I remember when I was living in London, or like spending so much time on the tube and. Like, especially in those winter months as well, when it was like dark and cold, I would, oh, I just, I just literally made me tired. I Actually, think. I prefer the winter months underground. You haven't tried um, going on it like on the tube during the summer. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. With a mask on. Oh, with a mask? No, I've not done that. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, a special kind of hell. Like, it really yeah, is. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Wow, I I actually remember being on the tube once and uh, in the summer, obviously no masks or anything like that. This was long before COVID. Um, And a woman fainted, Mm. um, like fell to the floor. And the worst thing was there was just like no compassion. Everyone was just like, oh, I've got a meeting in 10 minutes. (laughs) And I was just like, this is terrible. Like it's a terrible picture of humans. Well, I mean... I feel like maybe a lot of people might think she was drunk because we do get lots of drunk people <laughs> just kind of like rolling in and asking people for money or just, you know what I mean? Like Also true. So a lot of, yeah. uh, but you're right. Like um, Londoners are, tend to be jaded. They tend to be, they nothing really, I don't know, surprises them, if that makes sense. They're, yeah, I, I would agree with that actually, yeah. And they're very un, like unfriendly i would say because absolutely when i was coming from another country where everybody wants to talk to you and be your friend and 
smile at you or make conversation and when i when i came back to the uk and everybody's just giving me like evil looks (laughs) yeah and i'm like okay something's different here and i remember speaking to this old woman um who was um you know it looked like she was in her 90s or something she was waiting for the bus and i and i was i wanted to start a conversation with her because i was used to this way of like mm. life coming back from egypt and she was like i was like why is like i i just started with why do you think um no one's friendly in this country like no one wants to start a conversation and she was like where'd you come from and i said like i i came from uh, egypt i just came back and she was like yeah that's why you guys got sun over there and i was like yeah okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> uh that that might yeah i think there could be some truth in that um yes yeah, the same for me here now i think i'm so used to like having like sunshine it just just makes me feel better mm-hmm. um and and in fact one of the things i've got on this list is uh, friendliness should definitely always be met with suspicion and utmost confusion because it is so strange for someone yep. just to be like nice or even just to talk to you and Mm -hmm. i I must admit it's the same for me if i'm in london and just a random person starts (laughs) talking to me then immediately i'm thinking like what what's going on here um which is a terrible thing to say really because i don't know why you can't just be friendly to someone like there's nothing wrong um just the other day i was at the beach uh with my wife my daughter and next to us there were some other children and they were digging a hole and they were kind of throwing sand on us. And my wife was getting a bit angry. And I was like, look, they're just children. Like, don't worry. And then I realized it was the best hole in the world. So I was, I started talking to these children saying like, that's a great hole. Like, w- well done for that. And my wife was saying like, stop. Like, people are going to think like you're strange. But And I was thinking like, have we got to the point already <laughs> where you can't just even just talk to someone else? I was literally just being nice. Yeah. Um, it, yes, it. Sad state of affairs, I think. And this, I think, in London is especially, like, like it happens more than anywhere, I think. of It's yeah. just like you can't be friendly to people. Just <laughs> ignore everyone. Yeah, like, it's been three years now that I've, um, you know, obviously I lived here before, but then I left. So it's been three years, like, consecutively. And if someone comes to me now and tries to talk to me, like I'm just gonna be like, why? Like, yeah, why are you trying exactly. to talk? Like, so you kind What's of adapt. What's wrong with you? To, <laughs> <laughs> like, you adapt to the culture Definitely. really quickly. Like, um, and it's yeah. like you just learn that that's not the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And so when someone does it, it's very, very um strange. I, I completely agree. Um, and so speaking of the culture um one of the things for example is like how everyone's in just a rush all the time um it says Mm -hmm. here so fast walking is an important (laughs) london life skill and it says you you think slow walkers are the worst people ever Mm -hmm. and again i I, i'll admit i was guilty of this of Mm -hmm. like someone walking in front of me just thinking like what are you doing just walk (laughs) a bit faster um And yeah, because you just it just sort of takes over you. I remember I used to work. I had to cross London Bridge when I went to work, and like people, the people walking, like it was like if you stopped for a minute, people would just like walk over you. <laughs> and I remember some tourists taking some pictures, and like everyone was just go, like going like, "What are you doing? Like, I need to go to work." 
it's it's just it's like yeah almost like a vicious place really yeah it's it's definitely i i would say that it's in all aspects of the london life is very very fast there's always Mm. something happening yeah you're either going to work coming back to work paying bills no one there's no like i was talking to my friend um who's from like she's living in perth at the moment and she was just Mm. She was comparing London to Perth, um, Australia, and she was saying how people here are so much slower, um, and not here as in London, but in um, Australia. Right, got you. They they tended to be much slower. They were into yoga, um, eating right, and like just doing things that were leisurely, um, (laughs) leisure activities, like instead of like just running and being like, I feel like we're going to end up like, New York to the point of New York um, because I compared New York to London and it's almost mm. similar but New York is a little bit more wild and fast I feel like a lot faster than mm. um, London really um, I mean I've, I've been to New York twice um, I, I actually didn't I I got the impression that it's like faster in London but maybe really? just because the times I traveled uh-huh. and stuff like this so for example another great example of this I think is um like the tube for example and if so if you have to wait 10 minutes for a train I think anywhere like that that's okay for example if in Sicily here if I had to wait 10 minutes for a train I would think amazing like yeah. this is perfect <laughs> if you have to wait 10 minutes for a train in London tube like it's it's like the world is ending and again i i will admit i remember going down to like the tube especially quite late at night maybe on a like friday saturday night and seeing 10 minutes and just thinking like i don't even know if i'll be alive in 10 minutes <laughs> like i don't know if i if i don't know what's going to happen like it's so long that yeah. my, my life could end in that time. I just, um, you know, I agree with you there. I really do. The other day I was going to my sister's house um, when London flooded. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. But yeah. um, I had to wait like 15 minutes. <sighs> and it was it was like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, <laughs> it was just insane to me. I was like, something must have happened because I'm so used to, Every single three minutes, there's a new train, like another yeah. one and another one and another one. And it's almost like no one stops, right? Like we just keep going, which exactly. I love the, I mean, I love that so much. The fact that we mm. don't have to wait. So yes, I do agree with that 15, yeah. and 10 it, minutes. It, and it's just, it's just, a, it's crazy when you think about it because 10 minutes isn't that long. No. Nope. But yeah, in sort of London time that's a really really long time yeah um and so something else now which i think has changed because when i was living in london the last tube was about like 12 30 at night but now i think it goes all night is that right some lines of the tube go all night is that right um i'm not sure actually i i'm just like from my area at 12 o'clock it um closes but yeah, yeah, I don't because remember. That that was the worst thing. Okay, so it still happens then. When you miss the last tube and it's, oh my God, you, that, that happened to me so many times thinking, now what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, I remember taking night buses oh, and yeah. falling asleep on them, waking up like <laughs> in like the other, like 
the other yeah. side of the world um, <laughs> because taxis were so expensive. But now now there's Uber, isn't there? Yep. Ubers are the best. Yeah, that seems quite big in London. It's, yep. it's actually illegal here in Italy. So I, I'm not really so like clued up. I don't, I'm not so well informed on Uber. But um, yeah, back in the day when I lived in London, to get a taxi home was like, again, I think only royalty uh, actually got taxis home that the rest of us were trying to get on night buses yeah and doing a tour of london in the in i the think process, it's not common basically. for most people to take black ca- cabs um they're not it, it, they're just so expensive and i exactly. found out recently that cab like black cab drivers have to go through like intensive testing they have to know yes. every single road in London, yeah, that's crazy. There's a yeah, a test called the knowledge, and oh, they have yes. to they have to literally know every road in London, which is so ridiculous now because they all use the technology. Like, I yeah. can understand that thirty years ago, <laughs> but it it doesn't make any sense now because they still even use it. Like it's not like when you get in a black cab, they just don't use it. They still use it. So I just think, what's the point in making them study for a really difficult exam? Um, and then which to like get knowledge that they're not even going to use because they're just going to use their phones. Yep, exactly. Um, I mean, GPS is the way now. Yeah, exactly. So it's strange. Um, okay, so the last one I've got here is that everywhere seems cheap in comparison to London. What do you think about that? Is it true? Um, let me see. Yeah, probably. Like, so it's. Exactly. Yes, I would agree with that. Do you know what? Because mm. I'm trying to think about all the countries that I've been to. There's only probably one country where I was like, whoa, this country is like super cheap. And then I realized that actually it wasn't. Um, but like every country you go to, the first thing you do is like you say, oh, how much is that bar of chocolate? And then immediately you, <laughs> you convert it to, oh, it's only five cents in England. Wow. <laughs> um I, I well yeah the like things like food drink and stuff like that but London I think the main problem is like rent or like houses mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because if if you want to buy a house or rent a house oh, anywhere it. else oh here it, I mean anywhere yeah. and, well anywhere else it's just so much cheaper so for example when I was living in London I was paying about seven hundred pounds a month for a room and then I moved to Rome. And I was paying 700 euros a month for a studio flat in the center, all mine. And I was like, this is really cheap. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to Sicily and I was paying 350 a month for a really nice studio flat in the center of the city with a lovely terrace. And I was paying, so I was paying 350 a month. And so like the thought now of paying 700 for a room, like, it, that just that's just normal though when you're in London. I didn't even think this is expensive. It was just the norm. Wait, um, do you know that that that's not the cost of houses anymore <laughs> in London? It's like that is like seven hundred. Like, w- was it for an apartment or sorry, no, I didn't just, catch uh, for a room in oh, zone for a two? Room. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes more sense. I thought it was yeah. like a like a an apartment or a oh, house oh, for seven hundred. I was like, no, what <laughs> exactly? Um, so that's what I mean like that and transport I mean admittedly transport like certainly works a lot better than like other places I've been to but again it's so expensive you just think of your 
like rent or your like mortgage or whatever plus transport already you're we say that shelling out you're spending so much money already without even doing anything which is literally living and going to work yeah that's true so every time i leave the house I come back like the poorer, like it literally is, it's like, okay, I'm going to go on the train, 10 pounds, um, yeah. you know what I mean, for going to the train and back with the bus. Um, and that's like for my expenses. And then I'll go and have a cup of coffee, which will cost about four pounds. Yeah. I, the... Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's, that's like normal um, yeah. prices. And then you go for, out for dinner and it will cost like around 20 pounds. So it's like, okay like that's without dessert and it's like you know what i mean it, it can be quite 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 pricey yeah um, compared uh, like, to other countries yeah absolutely again i hadn't really noticed this everything was just normal for me until like in sicily like i mean if you even if you have to pay one euro for a coffee like that's expensive if <sighs> you have to play one euro um so now when i go home and like like you said go out for dinner or do something or even just take the train yeah and then so for example for me it's like 30 minutes to get to london and to go there and back will be like 25 pounds and already i'm feeling like oh. like yeah you know, like you could, it's like someone punched yeah. me in the stomach like when i have to spend that money no um, i n- now i understand fully what you meant about about mm. like london being so expensive once you yeah. start living in a place like sicily where Everything is dirt so cheap. cheap. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the rent is three hundred. I'm just wondering how much everything else costs because I'm packing my bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. I mean, I I I bought a house a few years ago, and let's say you wouldn't even get. I don't think you would even get like wardrobe for probably <laughs> like what I because I remember once actually when I was looking for a flat in London, and looking to rent a place and then i saw somewhere and it was like 600 a month and it was really central and i thought fantastic this is great and then i did a bit more research and it was just a car parking space uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so that that's what i mean um that's definitely so, happened to many people out there they're like oh yeah. my god too good to be true oh car park space yeah like i've i don't even think my house would be a car parking space in london basically mm um but yeah but that so that's i hope people have got some more in information about london because i i get lots of um questions from students about london i think people have this kind of misconception of like certainly here anyway it's like this wonderful place everything's perfect i mean it is nice of course um but it's well nowhere in the world is perfect and um also london isn't perfect but like i said there are also many many wonderful things in london no yeah um yeah i agree with you there especially like um the food here is amazing um Mm. compared to the rest of the world like in comparison you can get amazing food here from all over the world that's the yeah that's the benefit yeah yeah definitely um what's the other (laughs) i've run out of (laughs) (laughs) all of the the places you can visit that we never visit they're 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 all really good yeah uh like the natural history museum and i mean yeah as well there is so much going on in london almost too much it's difficult to actually again this is something i remember seeing like lots of bands lots of concerts of like yes and you just again take that for granted you don't realize i just thought oh right they right this band are playing here but, but then when you live for example where i live now you don't get like 
the biggest bands playing here whilst mm. in London that that's just normal for example because yeah there's so much going on yeah like the yeah. the other day I went and um I um like you can just literally go to an interview with one of the like the most famous people like you know um, Michelle Obama I think just before COVID happened mm. came here and um did an interview about her book um so you can go to the book opening. yeah you just yeah, go right. there and you just buy yeah, tickets exactly. and it's just not a big deal you know it's yeah. you just get to like the culture is big like there's people yeah. from all over the world um that come to london to visit or to yeah, live absolutely. and so on yeah um, it's just kind of like yeah sure michelle obama yeah whatever <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah which and it is like that I, I i totally admit it just becomes the norm whilst here like again if michelle obama came to sicily it would, it would be like huge huge <laughs> yeah. news um so yes like i said i hope people have got a few more insights about london and thank you very much halima for your insights you're welcome and we'll see you soon all right bye everybody thanks bye 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 Okay, so that was me speaking to Halima about London. So let's have a look at some of this R&R vocabulary that I took from the conversation. She said, we sometimes take things for granted in London. So when you take something for granted, you don't expect it. It's just the norm for you, let's say. We had that a few times, the norm, like normal. We had as well underwhelmed when we mentioned sometimes all of these wonderful buildings. We are just underwhelmed by them. So when you are underwhelmed by something, it doesn't impress you, let's say. We also had a lovely term when I said someone that lives on the opposite side of London may as well live in Australia. So this may as well, in this context, we use it to say a situation is the same as the hypothetical thing, let's say. So the hypothetical thing in this situation is living in Australia. And I'm saying living in London, well, the opposite side of London is the same as living in Australia. So the situation is the same as the hypothetical thing. Quite difficult, I know, but a lovely, lovely term. We had commute, which remembers your journey to work, how long it takes you to get to work. We also had the word anomaly when Halima said going to the gym only takes her 30 minutes. And this is an anomaly. So something strange, okay, something different from the standard, because the standard is one hour to arrive everywhere. So this is something a bit different. It's a bit peculiar, a bit strange. It's an anomaly. We also had the word utmost when I said friendliness should be met with utmost confusion. So utmost, total confusion. I also mentioned how it's a sad state of affairs that you can't be friendly anymore. You can't speak to children without people thinking you're a paedophile, basically, which is not a world I want to live in. Um, I had clued up as well when I said I'm not so clued up on Uber. So I'm not so clued up. I'm not so well informed. We had black cabs. So that's how we call taxis in London because they're black and cab is another word for taxi. Um, we had the term shelling out when I said just with rent and transport, you're shelling out a lot of money. So you're spending a lot of money, a lot of money you are having to take from your pocket, let's say, even if you pay with your bank card, whatever. And Halima used a lovely term when she said sometimes living in other places is dirt cheap. That term, I don't know why we say dirt cheap, but we do. Something's very cheap, it's dirt cheap. 
Anyway, remember, all of the R&R vocabulary will be on the website, rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 236, and links to Halima's website, her academy, and everything else. Speaking of that, the Rock and Roll English family membership will be open again sometime next month, so start preparing yourselves. But in the meantime... Just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.